reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still burns. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings. And welcome to the New York Giants, Kadarius Tony. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. What a night for the Giants. The trade down, we could talk about the trade down for like 45 minutes. And then the Giants get a weapon and Kadarius Tony. Justin, how are you? I'm Skinner. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, it was a very good night for the New York Football Giants. It was an unexpected and surprising night. You know, I felt like every five minutes we were saying to ourselves, even with just how, you know, the first t- uh, even like six picks went, the first seven picks went. You know, saying, oh, we're going to redirect and we're going to go here. We're going to redirect and we're going to go here. And then especially with the trade down, oh, we're going to major redirect and go here. And then it turns out that, you know, I think our reaction was kind of a classic one. If you didn't see it, check out the socials, check out the live stream, uh, check out the the initial reaction clip that we put on YouTube. The noise that we made together, we're like, whoa, this, it was like the same tone. We like hit the same note of like, whoa, um, I thought it was a, pre- a pretty, pretty cool night. We're going to get a Kadarius Tony. I there's a part of me that is kind of more excited about the trade and the fact that we're like gaining assets. Just I know as I'm very excited for next year's draft already. Just as excited about the trade than like Darius Tony, which is kind of bad, but like it was so unexpected, it's so wild. A lot of people don't like it, but we're gonna get into it. Bobby Skinner, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. We we are gonna hit it from every ink. We're gonna talk about Kadarius Tony as a player first. We're gonna talk about why the Giants got him and 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 how the giants will will use him as a player uh we'll talk about how you know we were kind of like looking at at the board at, at that time and then we'll break down the trade um and, and everything that means for the giants and then we'll and then we're going to give some looks at at what we want in second round so we're gonna we're gonna pack it full before that before that i am we rarely ask for this i don't think we've asked for this since actually no we asked for it when we signed kenny galladay but yep. we have only asked it once this offseason, please leave us a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. It is the easiest way you can support us. Um, we want to get to a 1,000. Really, when you get there, that's a big deal. This is a huge weekend for us. This is our biggest month. Uh, uh, this is our biggest time for growth. There's a lot of brand-new people listening to us for the first time, Justin. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. Um, I think you're going to enjoy this show. I think... You know, what we've built here is pretty cool. So please just leave a five-star rating review. It's the easiest thing you can do. You'll you'll hear me ask you maybe on the next two episodes, but then you're probably not going to hear me ask, you know, until the season starts. So, Justin, Kadarius Tony, Yes. Florida Gators wide receiver, six foot, 193 pounds, was traded for the, uh, the 11th overall pick, a 2022 first and fourth, and then a fifth-round pick that we'll be using on Saturday. 4-4-140 at his pro day, a 40-inch vertical jump, 
136 inch broad jump, which was like the like the best. It was it was the best, 99th percentile. This is a very interesting pick. He's not your traditional wide receiver. He's not your traditional wide receiver. He's going to be a guy who lines up in the slot, and it's very interesting because going up into this draft, wide receiver talk was very relevant. But the it was like, hey, you know what? If we draft someone over Darius Slayton, then we draft over someone over Darius Slayton, where it might be we just drafted someone over Sterling Shepard, or at least to come in, or, or Sterling Shepard plays over Slayton. We're going through all of it. Um, but he is a very exciting player that can be used in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I like to just get into the advanced numbers to start. Bobby, you can maybe start off with some. No, I actually, you know, I'll, I have the basic numbers too. I'm taking them from you. In 2020, Kadarius Tony, he had about 70 catches, 984 yards for 14.1 yards per catch per pop with a total of 10 touchdowns, including 19 rushing attempts, uh, 161 rushing yards, and one touchdown as well. But some of the more advanced stats, Bobby, uh, four t- touchdowns from uh, from 20-plus yards. I always like to look at big explosive plays. Um, four touchdowns from twenty plus yards um, this this past season. A 20... perfect passer rating on those stats, like yes. a seven for nine, seven for nine for four with four touchdowns and a one hundred fifty eight point three QB rating when he's targeted on twenty plus yard throws. Yeah, and uh, the high catch rate from twenty plus yards. It also reflects uh, that high catch rate reflects in his work from ten to nineteen yards, and then also from zero to nine yards as well. Because listen to this. Listen to how crazy this stat is. It's more or less a coincidence, and it's correlate. You know, it's just correlation, right? Kadarius Tony career catch rate at Florida, eighty percent. Bobby Skinner, what was Sterling Shepard's catch rate with Daniel Jones in twenty twenty? Eighty percent. Eighty percent. So I found that to be kind of crazy, kind of wild. So Kadarius Tony advanced stats, like I said, four touchdowns from twenty plus yards, twenty forced missed tackles that was best for fifth in the nation out of all wide receivers this past season at the collegiate level 784 slot yards that was sixth in the nation out of all those collegiate wide receivers 70 catches 984 yards like i said 13.3 yards per catch that's at least what pff had 6.8 yards after the catch per reception and you even mentioned an 80 percent catch rate and and the the past season where is where he's got his reps, you know, he is kind of a weird prospect where he does he didn't have a ton of production up until this last year. Um, he had an eighty three percent catch rate, and then like you know we mentioned the the big plays. Um, just as a player, what the film shows, and he's someone I did a film breakdown on before him. Which by the way, me and you had a very like scary realization on the stream when we traded back. It's like oh my gosh. What if they draft someone we haven't watched yet? Like, what if mm-hmm. they draft Greg Newsom out of Northwestern? We were panicking, like, oh no, please, please let it be somebody we watch. But, it, but it was, um, not Jalen Waddle speed, but he'll burn you. Like he's, you know, he's not top of, he's not going to be top of the league speed, but he will burn your ass. I mean, go look at the SEC championship, um, you know, where he has that that go ball touchdown. Um, his route running is definitely raw, but. It's kind of beautiful, though, too. Like, he shows that speed, that burst off off the line. He opens up a corner's hips, and bam, he's the other way. That change of direction is what makes his route running really good. Okay, like, he just gets your hips open. Bam, I'm going the other way. And that is why he is that yak guy, because he has that agility, that stop-start, uh, that stop-start, um, like, that motor. Like, some guys just don't have that stop-start thing. Kadarius Tony does have that. Um, so, so his route running isn't, isn't perfect, but it, it can be worked with. And I think is pretty damn good. Um, 
with that speed, with that, with that agility, double moves. Double moves are going to be dangerous with this dude. Uh, they call him the whole, like his nickname is the human joystick because mm-hmm. you get him the open field, you get him the ball, and he makes he makes stuff happen. I mean, there's plays where it's like, how one, how did he get more? How did he get ten more yards out of this? And he's turning that play into a touchdown. It's unreal to watch. You know, if he might be, you know, if you just watch a highlight film, you know, and we, we don't judge a guy off a highlight film, but he has, you know, one of the most fun highlight films in the draft. Um, he can, you know, play in the backfield a little bit. He's got some, you know, do some different stuff like that. We'll talk about that more when we talk about how it works in the Giants scheme or what the, we hope the scheme to be. Um, return ability. And, you know, you see a guy who is, you know, oh, he's just small yak guy. Well, he's one, he's six foot, which mm-hmm. is not short, you know. Uh, but he's got really good contact balance. He's not simply just juke people, juke the life out of people. He's hard to bring down. Yeah. Um, another stat that we forgot to bring up was 150 targets on th- uh, three drops on 150 targets. So, you know, for all yeah. you people, for all of us that are shell shocked and have PTSD from Evan Ingram, that ought to make people feel good. But Bobby, I, I think most not, notably one other, one other note on it yeah. too is I saw, I was like, well, he's not a contested catch guy. Well, it's like, he's a slot receiver. Correct. And I know we've gotten used to slot receivers being contested catch guys with golden Tate the last couple of years, but like, that's not, that's just not what Kadarius Tony is. So, um, but even then, he's got a 40-inch vertical jump, and so um, it's not like he can't. It's not like he doesn't have that ability. Yeah, and really what, what sticks out to me the most is the speed to take the top off of a defense, right? You know, I, I, I'm looking at this right now, and, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to put the expectation on Kadarius Tony to be like, you know, when I talk about explosive plays, I don't want to put this expectation on him that he's going to be like the most explosive player like in this offense, because honestly, you know, we look at, we look at like how, where he caught balls on the football field, Bobby. And we look at where he ran routes, where he was his, I don't want to say where he was his strongest and where he ran his most routes and where he caught his most balls and where he was targeted the most was over the middle of the field. And Daniel Jones, ironically enough, I mean, he thrives when he's throwing the ball over the middle of the field from 15 plus yards Um air yards that is in 2020 daniel jones had a perfect passer rating inside the hash marks so you know i think Kadarius tony he can kind of thrive in that intermediate to sort of deep level um i'm not really going to be expecting him to catch a lot of balls like over the sideline and be that contested that contested uh, catch king that's where kenny galladay comes in that's where darius slayton comes in but really tony brings another just makes this offense a lot more versatile and a versatility that we need. Bobby, we need speed guys. This offense was not fast last year. Darius Slayton was the fastest part about this offense, but the only way that we really used him is, you know, the straight line speed when it comes to those, you know, catches on the sideline and just running those streaks on the sideline. That's the only thing we, we, we really used him for. So adding an athlete to this offense, I think it just makes it so much more versatile. So now I'm looking at this and I'm, you know, not to just jump into Jason Garrett, but I'm looking at this and looking at this offense. I, I'm going to be distraught, distraught if defenses are still blitzing us at the same rate, if teams are still utilizing a single high safety when we have a lot of versatile pieces. You know, Tony's kind of like the opposite of Galladay. Galladay is that big guy. And then now you have Shepard and Slayton can be, Inter, intertwined in and out whenever we please based off of what we want to do. And 
let's let's do that. Let's talk about him in this offense. And I think something that we've talked about and as a big talking point, you know, me and you were both people who didn't did not want to bring Jason Garrett back um, for this season. But with him back, it's like, okay, what what happens? How do we go? How do we change the thirty first ranked offense? Um, and wide receivers, Kenny Galladay is a huge deal. Bringing back Saquon's is a huge deal. But Kadarius Tony, I really think this pick signals something different than just having good players. You know, where until tonight we had, we you know we had hope for for the offense, but we were just kind of like, you know what, Kenny Galladay is going to be that traditional number one wide receiver. Kyle Rudolph is going to play that Jason Wynn type tight end role. And Saquon Barkley is going to be a beast of a running back and, and they'll use him in receiving games. Like we didn't think of, we weren't expecting anything like complex and it's not even the worst thing in the world. Like you don't need to have everything like complex. I think this pick signals something different that we're trying, we are going to be doing things different because it's not like you don't have Saquon on this team where it's like you have this versatile player you can put in the backfield. Like that's Saquon. Saquon is, you know, he's going to be better than Kadarius Tony. Obviously, I really do think we've talked about these, you know, adding the Russ Callaways, you know, adding all these, you know, these coaches. What does it mean? I really do think it means it's like, hey, this, this is we're doing something different. I really believe, you know, this was a Dave Gettleman pick. Um, you know, people have compared the Curtis Samuel, you know, so it's there, but um, I think Joe Judge got his guy, you yeah. know. I think I think this was Joe Judge's guy. I think Joe Judge is thrilled that he got Kadarius Tony. Um, you know, they obviously traded, uh, you know, traded back, which we'll talk about. And I think Devontae Smith going tenth had a probably had a a, a hand in that because we, you know, we heard rumors like all day. It's like it's going to be one of the Alabama uh, cats. Yep. Um, and then they all three of them went before us. So uh, I really do think Joe Judge got his guy, and they spent a lot of time with him down at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, you even have the the Nick Saban experience playing against him in the SEC championship, which he dominated, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really do think Nick Saban was in his ears. Like, dude, he had eight catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown. You know, made you know, beginning of the game, we tried to play him in man coverage and he burnt us for a touchdown, and yep. then he was hitting us over the middle. So I really do think this is Joe Judge getting his guy and is a sign of things are things will be changing with this offense. Will it work? We don't know, but it's not going to be the status quo. We're just going to try and have better players in the, the team across from us. You know, I I, I, cer- I certainly hope so. You know, you saw a little bit towards the end of the season when Freddie Kitchens took over and then Jason Garrett went back. And, you know, we're hoping that bringing in more people will evolve the offense because it looked like it was one that was from 10 years ago in the offense. And the that's not where the NFL is. So, you know, Kadarius Tony using him in pre-snap motion. Get This is a guy, Bobby where you want to prioritize getting momentum under his belt before the snap. I mean, I, I think he can be fine if, you know, he's, he's fast enough, he's quick enough, where if you just let him go, he'll go and he'll, you know, maybe, you know, hopefully you, he'll, he'll beat a guy over the top or, you know, he'll, he'll juke a guy out of his shoes. So then he'll create separation naturally on an out route. He'll create separation on a slant. He'll create separation on one of those classic Jason, uh, Jason Garrett curl routes. Right. So, but nevertheless, like, why if the NFL provides you like a legal way of cheating, which I, I say play action and pre-snap motion, particularly motion at the snap is cheating. If they allow you to do it, you should do it. You talked about the senior bowl, um, Dan Solomon of giants.com. Well, I, uh, let's stay on that. I think he needs to be in motion nonstop. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Kadarius Tony, he needs to be the motion man. 
nonstop. Whether it's you know being Kansas City cute and have him circling around the QB and the running back. Oh yeah, I would love that. He needs to be not only just a playmaker, a freaking huge distraction, a huge distraction to keep your ass from blitzing us, to keep you from bringing that one safety down or trying to fill every gap in the run game. He needs to be a distraction, which is going to open things up for, guess what, our two best offensive players and Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and if the offensive line is going to be somewhat of a weakness, which a lot of people are mad that we didn't take Slater, right? A lot of people are mad that we just didn't stay at 11 and we didn't take Slater. A lot of people are mad that we didn't take Parsons, which we can have that defensive conversation a little bit. But if this is what you're going to go with and you believe in the young guys in the room, which we know that we, we already knew before this draft that they believed in the young guys in the room in the offensive line room. They, we definitely know they believe in Matt Parrott, and we know that they believe in Shane Lemieux, and we're, we're not so sure about Will Hernandez, but definitely Matt Parrott they believe in. You have to, if this is going to be somewhat of a question mark, the offensive line that is, you need to make sure that Daniel Jones is not sacked 11 times in under two and a half seconds, which tops the NFL. You need to make sure that that does not happen. And if that is scheming and if that is using your weapons and it's not like we're talking about, Hey, we're just going to have golden Tate run all around pre-snap and you know do all these different things. What's the threat of golden Tate? Golden Tate doesn't have that threat. You would like to think that Kadarius Tony has that threat. Bobby I want to talk about senior bowl. They had like the, and this is just like a little point. Um, Dan Solomon wrote this article on giants.com. There was a late night meeting between Kadarius, Tony and the giants at the senior bowl. You know, there's plexiglass between everybody. Um, they're, they're all wearing masks. They, you know, the giants coaching staff and the giants front office, they were kind of describing the day as extremely tiring, extremely tiring, extremely taxing. Um, but Kadarius, Tony brought like energy to this late night meeting and that's what caught the giants eye. And that's what caught their attention. He also kind of performed well, at the senior bowl. I, I, the senior bowl, you know, we I talked about Dwayne Eskridge um in our wide receiver episode and then our mock draft episode. And I thought it was like this guy is like he won the Super Bowl because like he I thought he raised his stock. Kadarius Tony was probably just the best player there. I'm and you know, you could argue maybe Mac Jones, but as as the wide receivers, Kadarius Tony was the best player there. You know, none of the tight ends were the offensive line, you know, that's that's hard. Um, nobody on the D line really just like stood out or it's like wow this guy is dominating the offensive line um you know it was like you know if you pick one guy in offense it would have been Kadarius Tony you pick one guy in defense maybe Richard Grant from UCF um like he was the best player at the senior bowl in fact you know I did 30 breakdowns he was one of the very few where I used senior bowl film yep. from because it was just like he had the the silliness now what happened is you saw uh, he had this silly play and he had a drop. And then I saw people being like, he has drop issues. Like, no, you just saw one play from the senior bowl where he got, he literally created 20 yards of separation and then dropped it. Yeah. Um, thousand out of boys and one. Oh shit. What do you get? Remember for you get remember for the Oh shit. Um, Bobby, a question that I have, cause I watched your film breakdown. Um, and obviously we're going to watch more as, as time goes on. Uh, something that I'm concerned about. So he's not the biggest guy. He's not the smallest guy. But something that I didn't see at Florida is even when guys were pretty relatively close to him at the line of scrimmage before the snap, let's just say at Alabama, I didn't see him go up against press a lot. Is there a concern and a worry about since how jukey he is? Because he's more or less, he relies on that jukiness and that agility off of the line of scrimmage versus like polished route running, which we're hoping that, you know, Tyke Tolbert been a wide receiver coach for a long time for the Giants. So hopefully, you know, this is, this guy can develop. He developed Darius Slayton. So, you know, hopefully we can have another guy that, that develops pretty well. 
Um, are we worried about since how jukey he is at the line of scrimmage that more physical corners can get their hands on him and kind of stop him in his tracks? Possibly, but you're not going to have the physical corners playing nickel where he's going to be in the slot. Right. And he has the threat of big plays where Sterling Shepard is a very good receiver. Sterling Shepard's not a big play threat. No. You know, and it's something we've talked about is like this offense needs big plays. They don't need to be methodical. They need to have big plays. And well, Kenny Galladay was a huge piece of that. I think Kenny Galladay was makes Darius Slayton more of that threat. And now you have a guy in the slot. Like you arguably have three players at wide receiver who have that big playability. Yep. I love it. I love it. So that was my, that was my only, that was my only like on field concern. I tried to look into this like briefly, you know, we, we had to put so much together before we record, before we recorded off the field concerns. Where is this coming from? Well, one, he is a rapper. He has his own rap thing. That's not an off the field concern. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know. All right. I'm not even going to bring it up because I saw, I saw some comments and replies to tweets or YouTube comments saying something, and I'm not going to even say what it was and speculate on it because. Was it because he has a a nose ring? No, no. It was something like. Is a nose ring character concern? Um, I get the heebie-jeebies when we start talking about like uh, body piercings. That's outside belly button and ear. So like nose, tongue, especially like like a little little bit of like the the just a stud like in the nose. But if it's like the ring, I I get like he does have that. We yeah, we should you know maybe we should work on getting a shirt with with the guy with the nose. We'll we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um. We'll see what we can do. So we're talking about scheme and, and whatnot and how to use him and to be wait, creative. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. They have to be creative. Wait. We mentioned him as a rapper. We listened. We both listened to a few songs. That was part I listened of to pre- one song. I, I wasn't into it. Let's. I'm, I'm just going to be real with you. It's a vibe. I mean, it, it for I was listening to it at, at like 1.30 in the morning, and it was the energy, like, it fit the moment. For 1.30 in the morning, prepping for a show, getting excited. Um, it fit the vibe. It wasn't too intense. It wasn't like uh, I listen to some Takashi songs. It's just like in your face. It's like bah, 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 bah. wasn't that it was a nice vibe. So I uh, let's see. Let's give him a shout out. Free ad. Speaking of an ad. Um, and I lost it. I X'd out of the tab. So I, I forget Kadarius Tony's rap name. You but wanted speaking- me to read an ad, but I, I, you know, before I read an ad, I want to talk about um Horse racing fans. It's almost sure. points post time in Kentucky. The horses and jockeys are making their way to one of the most iconic horse racing tracks in the world for this weekend's premier race. Celebrate race day with big hats and even bigger stacks of cash by joining DraftKings free to play pool, uh, free to play pool for your shot at one hundred thousand dollars in prizes. Grab your hats, uh, mint juleps, and head to the app store now. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to play. Just download the DraftKings app. Go to pools. And choose from a wide variety of free contests for opportunity to win cash prizes. Just using the word pool really just plays at my heartstrings. Yeah, it does. All you have to do is enter the pool and answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen this Saturday in Kentucky and track your results through race day. Questions will range from who will be crowned the winner, what the winning time will be, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the drop the download the DraftKings yeah, app now. I'm usually uh, expecting it to say the top-rated DraftKings app, but they 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 pulled that out. But it is the top-rated DraftKings app now. And use promo code JOHNBOY to enter the free horse racing pool with $100,000 in prizes. 
up for grabs. That's promo code JOHNBOY to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Um, so I do want to stay on scheme. What happens with Slayton and Shepard? Now, it's I know the, the bland take is like, well, they're going to all play. But someone's going to play a lot less, okay? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> they're all going to play. Um, out of those three players, one of them is going to play a good amount less than the other two. And up into this draft, we're talking about, you know, Jalen Wild, Devontae Smith. Like, it's okay, the draft over Darius Slayton. One, Sterling Shepard after this year, he has an out. You know, it'd be four million a dead cap uh, versus a ten mil, ten and a half mil cap hit, and then uh, you know it would, you'd save nine mil the next year. I think this, you know, we we talked about it with our wide receiver episode, and we said, you know, right now I would say Shepard is the better wide receiver, but I'd invest more in Sterling uh, Darius Slayton going forward, and I think that signals this because Kadarius Tony is going to play in the slot, and now Sterling Shepard has played in the out, outside and he's done well outside. But Slayton is an outside receiver, flat out, you know. So, you know, and maybe Tony doesn't even start week one. We'll see. But he, he's yeah. definitely going to be playing. Uh, I really do think this signals, like, I would be sweating more if I'm Sterling Shepard compared to Darius Slayton. Yeah, I would be sweating long term if I was uh, Sterling Shepard over Darius Slayton. But I, I really do think Sterling Shepard just provides a vital – vital role to this offense. You know, I, I talk about explosive plays like left and right. Like, you know, you probably get so annoyed with me and you and you probably think Justin is the only thing you know about football talking about how the Giants need to be more explosive. Yes, you would be correct. But really, Sterling, Sterling Shepard serves the important role of kind of not being that explosive play option. His average depth of target since Daniel Jones has come in and, you know, basically since Eli Manning has retired and Eli Manning has moved on, we moved on from him. And since Odo Beckham Jr. moved on as well, since he left, like Sterling Shepard became like a different wide receiver with being an insanely high catch rate, low depth of target, and just being like super reliable and super uh, consistent. He's that security blanket. And I compared him to Steve Smith, and I, and I don't think that's a bad comparison. Steve Smith, Giants, not Panthers, Steve Smith. So... You know, I've, I got confused. I was like, you think he's Panther Steve Smith? No, okay. no. Giants, the Giants one is, is good. Yeah. You know, I poo-pooed that at first, but I, I agree more, more and more. And that role is extremely valuable, especially for Daniel Jones. You know, he's still a relatively young quarterback. And, you know, uh, Daniel Jones, and I, I would, you know, maybe I'm wrong with this. I think I'm right. You know, Daniel Jones has the most, most of his pass attempts have gone to Sterling Shepard out of any other Giants skill position player on this football team right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying Sterling Shepard is like done, you know, you know, at least, you know, for this right. year. And it, but... al- it also does depend what Tony's role is. If Tony's role is going to be like this security blanket, you know, he had an 80% catch rate throughout his career in Florida. I think you it know, might be. If that, if, you know, and like I said, he works the middle of the field. Like he's not really working the sidelines. So he's working the middle of the field. I talked about that earlier in the show. And that's like what the data shows. That's not just me, you know, looking at the eye test. The data shows that Kadarius Tony works the middle of the field very well versus the sidelines where he didn't really even receive a lot of targets, like, or very below average compared to most. So if that's going to be his role and if that's what they envision, then yeah, Sterling Shepard, you know, that would be tough to see a snap share go down. And he's getting paid a lot of money this year, but 
it all depends on how they envision Tony's role, more or less how they envision Shepard and Slayton's role. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I do I do think they they view him in that that middle of the field slot safety blanket type thing. Like yeah. I do think they're like, hey, we're gonna coach this guy up to not just be the big playability, but to be a really good wide receiver from the slot. We're gonna we're gonna teach him up to be Julian Edelman with big playability. Like I do, I really do think that's what Joe Judge looks at. This is like I'm gonna turn this guy into Julian Edelman with big playability. Um. So all right, so we've talked about who he is as a player and scheme wise. Let's. Are you ready to talk about the trade? Yes, I'm ready to talk about the trade. I kind of wanted to talk about this more than Kadarius Tony, like. This yeah. trade by Dave Gettleman, getting trading back to twenty from eleven, so drop, dropping down nine spots. You add a uh, uh, a a fifth round pick for this year. So now we have a fifth round pick. How about that? We didn't have one before today. Now we do. That was going to be a brutal, brutal stretch of just waiting, waiting, waiting. And now it's not. It's fun. I know, I know. But that's kind of some of the most fun times on the stream. And then a two thousand twenty fourth and a two thousand twenty first. We have an extra first-round pick. We have two first-round picks next year. You know, when D- Dave Gettleman won, finally traded down, you know, credit to Dave Gettleman, and he said, I'm not going to get fleeced. Well, Dave Gettleman did not get fleeced. He got an, us an extra first-round pick. That is beautiful. That is so smart and good to p- be able to pull off. And and thankfully, you know, we, we at the beginning, we are scared. It's like, oh, my gosh, the QBs aren't going. We're not going to have a, the player we want there. Um. Now, Rayshon Slater was there, which it did, you know, it did hurt me a little because, like, I really did want Rayshon Slater. Um, but nonetheless, and then I was like, oh, what if Elijah Vera Tucker falls? The Jets, which it was, I, you know, I, I said going into the day, I thought the Jets would win the first round. I, I do think they did, leaving, adding Zach Wilson and, and um, AVT. Yep. Um, but it's just, it's awesome, man. It is awesome value. It is smart football. Um, and I know it's it's I know people won't want to give Dave Gellman credit um, for it, but I I think I don't think this is just simply Joe Judge. I really do think this is like, hey, if Dave Gellman got offered this every year, he would probably do it every year. And especially now that we're not picking in the top five, you know, or you know, he, as a giant GM, he's been he's picked second, sixth, and fourth. It's I think it's a little harder to trade down out of that when those QBs aren't there. Well, second, he definitely could have traded down to the Colts. But, but nonetheless, him getting that extra first, I really do think that meant something to him. Well, it did, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and really, you know, a lot. we had one YouTube – you know, we had one YouTube comment during the live stream that said, you know, we're, teams that win now don't trade their picks. Um, te- you know, teams that win now stay where they're at and they take the best player available. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, you know, how many years have the New England Patriots just – Garnered picks, garnered picks, garnered picks, 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 picks. You know, uh, the Baltimore Ravens are being like praised as a franchise that just garners picks. And, you know, they're not out here spending a ton of money every single offseason. And the teams that sp- that usually don't spend the most in, in, in a given offseason, you know, not, you know, maybe not teams that spend the least, but you know, usually the teams that win free agency, kind of like the Giants in 2016 and kind of like the Giants this year, those teams don't typically have long-term success. The teams that have long-term success are the teams that draft well. And, you know, guess what, Bobby Skinner? Uh, the, the NFL draft is a lottery. 
And the more tickets you buy, the tickets being picks, the more tickets you buy, the better chance you have of hitting and winning winning the jackpot, right? So, <laughs> so if the Giants can do that, and especially like you know buying a first round pick, uh, you might as well be buying a uh, hundred lottery tickets, and that boosts your chances of hitting on a guy even more, especially when you can get another first round pick. So, I mean, this uh, I was almost more excited, and I hate to say this because Kadarius Tony is, is an exciting player. I feel like he has his question marks, and you know, I, I feel like a lot of people may be a little bit disappointed in the player that we got. But consider, like, we not only drafted and we not only got tonight Kadarius Tony. You know, we got another player that we can call a New York football giant in the year 2021. But we also got two more draft picks that we can add next year as well. One being one that is extremely, extremely valuable in a first round pick. Like That is something that is worth celebrating. And I know we're in a win now mode, but I don't think that impacts that impacts like the giant win 20... now mode. We're not in a win a Super Bowl mode now uh, now mode. Right. You know, right. There's we're... a difference. There's a difference between winning now. And having Super Bowl, uh, you know, uh, expectations yeah. right now. Now, Bobby, imagine like I'm. I'm just. I'm more or less proud. Not even that the Giants traded back. I'm just more or less proud of the Giants. They could have taken Kawhi Pay at eleven. You know, the, the Art Stapleton and a lot of other people. You know, they were talking and, and even Las Vegas. You know, DraftKings. Uh, shout out DraftKings ad. Um, not free ad. They the betting odds for Quiddy Pay were going up. They suddenly were going up. So the Giants clearly had some sort of fa- you know infatuation with them. They could have just stuck to their guns, and Dave Gettleman could have stuck to stuck to his guns and said, "I'm going to fall in love with the player, and I'm just going to take him at eleven like I've always done. I fall in love with the player, and I'm going to take him, and nobody's and, and I'm not going to listen to anybody." Um, they didn't do it. They did not do it. And I give them all the credit in the world for it. Yeah, and and there was one there for Slater, you know. Like, uh, like th- maybe they weren't as high as, as him as we as I was, but yeah, you know there was, you know there was very clear like, hey, uh, protect Daniel Jones better, which is is that could be a critique, you know, as like, hey, we still have some struggles on O line, but uh, you know there there is a long draft ahead of us still. Yep. Um, I am once again invested in an Ohio State QB being bad. I hate oh, it though yeah. because I like the Bears. You know me. I got a soft spot for the Bears. For some reason, they've kind of always been like, you know, my my stepbrother team. Um, so but I am rooting for the Bears to be horrible. We play them too. Well, that game is important next year. It's very important. It's argue it's arguably the fourth most important game of the season. And Justin Fields is gonna start right away. Like if the Bears don't start Justin Fields right away over Andy Dalton, they're dumb. I don't I know, know right now they're gonna say that. You know, like everyone does, but they're they they have. There's no way that uh, Jim Nag- Matt Nagy is on the hot seat and not starting Justin Fields from from off rip. Jim Nagy is a close friend of yours at the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl, you know Jim. Uh, Jim knows you. Uh, so, so I'm definitely rooting for that. Um, within the division, we had a trade. We did. Eagles traded up to ten, gave up a third round pick with. The Cowboys, which is weird, an inter-trade, inter-division trade. They get Devontae Smith. The Cowboys get Micah Parsons, which are two really great picks. I have a question. Do you think we trade down if Devontae Smith is there? Because I don't think we do. I really do think they were they had they had Smith, Waddle, and Sertain as if those guys are there, we're picking them. I, I really don't think that they trade down if Devontae Smith was there. I wholeheartedly agree. 
100%. And especially, you know, they wanted a wide receiver. They literally got one. Yeah. I mean, the, the, and they kind of got one, you know, I hate to do, I hate to do this. I, uh, I'm glad I didn't say it earlier in the show. Um, they kind of got one. That's the closest to Jalen Waddle. Right. With Tony. Yeah. I think he's a different type of player than Waddle. I mean, the, the closest to him. Yeah. Yeah. Reach. Well, who else would be close? I think Rondale Moore might be a closer yeah. type. Yeah. To, to Jalen Waddle. Well the, well, the funny, I mean, the funny, and this is what makes Jalen Waddle so bananas. You know, I literally was talking about how, you know, uh, Tony is over the middle of the field, um, you know, and Rondell Moore is like, even like he has like that explosive playability, but they never threw the ball to him deep down the field, like ever um, at Purdue. But Jalen Waddle, it's like how bananas that scheme. And then also him as a player is, is that, you know, he's, the, you know, he's that slot guy. He's that small guy and you can still go down and get the ball, get the ball deep. Glad uh, Jalen Waddle is not in our division. Um, Devonta Smith, you know what? Here's the scouting report on him. He's too thin um, and he's going to get the crap beat out of him in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh yeah. He sucks. Total trash. Um, 166 pounds. Try. That's not going to work in the NFL, you dummies. Um, you, can, you can be Marvin Harrison all you want, but you know what? You still got Jalen Hurts on the football. Yeah. He's 24 years old. Of course, he's winning those routes. Um, so I'm ready for I'm ready for just some Devonte uh, Smith uh, slander. And I'm and I'm interested to see how about Micah Parsons. How does that fit with Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh? I was just about to talk about that. Is he because... really? Maybe he just plays edge. <laughs> maybe because well, it's funny because. Dallas is going back to a, like a four, three. Now I really don't think that matters, but from, I, you know, sh- shout out a uh, former co-host of bleeding blue, Michael Bokra. Um, he, he good friend of mine. He loves Jalen Smith and I, we've talked about Parsons and he's like, I don't I want like Parsons. Um, I don't want Parsons. I want, was, did you just try to tell me like a joke and I didn't get it. I said, I like Smith too. Like, I think he's a very underrated player. I know he has some yeah. issues, but I, I like Jalen Smith. Yeah. I mean, uh, nobody exactly looked great under Mike Nolan's uh, system in 2020, which I really, re- I really am mad at Dallas for letting him go. I believe for continuity purposes, like same reason why the Giants held on for Jason Garrett. Um, I really feel like they should have held on to Mike Nolan, defense coordinator at Dallas last year, but that's besides the point. Um, Dan Quinn comes in. He's going to run a little bit of a different system. So I think a lot of Dallas fans still really like Jalen Smith. I mean, a couple of years ago, we were talking about Jalen Smith as like an all pro pro bowl player and him possibly being cut from Dallas. And if he was cut from Dallas, not going to lie, I would have called for the giants to try and go out and get him because he's like that. He has, he's like that good of a football player. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith and Micah Parsons. Now I understand drafting a, you don't draft somebody because you're betting on somebody getting hurt, but uh, I feel like Van Der Esch has a neck injury every year. So that's what they're yeah. waiting on. Um, and then Washington got uh, Jamin Collins or Jamin, not Jamin, Jamin Davis, who I thought was rich. Justin, why don't you read the ad? Yep, we have. Speaking of reaching, what you have to do, Bobby Skinner, in order to fulfill this task, is you have to reach for your lawnmower 3.0 and shave your balls with Manscaped. Um, first of all, I want to thank Manscaped so much because they sponsored our draft night stream. They sponsor like some Bobby reaction clips. They sponsored uh, some, some YouTube clips that we put out and they sponsor like the entire, like three and a half hour draft stream. So thank you so much to Manscaped. Um, you, you know, them, you love them, you know, the code, cause you've been listening for a long time. It's promo code giants for 20% off. So, Hey, you, yeah, you, you got Bush. 
not the beer. You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a Ballsack Beauty contest. That would be disturbing. I would not, I'm going to be honest, I would not watch a Ballsack Beauty contest, but you would want to join it if you use Manscaped. Uh, I'm looking out for you too because we have an exclusive 20% discount for you when you use promo code giants at manscaped.com manscaped, the perfect package 3.0 kit. It comes with the lawnmower 3.0. It comes with a lot of great products. So go check them out. Free shipping, 20% off your order, manscaped.com promo code giants. Thank you, manscaped. So we both thought we were going quitty pay. Yes. Like we were very confident. Quitty pay is going to be the pick. And I, that, I mean, that's what I, I mean, that's what I wanted. You know, like I, I was, I, that's what I wanted. Um, Quiddy Pay is not like the most exciting player in the world, but I, that is who we wanted. In fact, I think I put out like a, a big board. It was like Quiddy Pay, JOK, Tevin Jenkins, who both are both still available right now, which is crazy. Yeah. And, and Qu- Quiddy Pay. And I threw Caleb Farley in there too, since he's, you know, it's injury, but he's a really good player. I mean, Quiddy Pay was just the safe selection because you, if you want to talk about, you know, marrying need and, you know, Quiddy Pay arguably being the, the number one edge rusher, you know, in the draft, you know, marrying all those things together. Oh, also, by the way, I don't want to jump the gun, but your boy Joe Tryon is, is off. He's done. He was the last pick of the first. I round. don't believe in jinxes, but I jinx that. I jinx that. And I was like, oh, edge is going off the board, but Joe Tryon's still there. And literally five seconds later, the last pick of the draft is Joe Tryon. I, I totally jinx that. Um, I'm taking a picture because Zach Rosenblatt is saying that he's writing an article at 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. Excuse me, not 2 p.m. Um, so I'm going to take a picture of us recording this podcast and, and I'm going to reply to him. Very nice. Um, so, you know, I really we weren't really considering wide receiver at all. Like we literally were going through positions. It's like, are they going to go for wide receiver here? Probably not. It's like we're like, what 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 are some names that they do? And we threw out Rondale Moore. Um because you know, I do my my rankings list, and I, I didn't have Kadarius Tony as as the best one. Um, you know, I had Deami Brown and Terrace Marshall ahead of him, and then Rondale Moore. Now Rondale Moore has injury issues, so you know I can understand that being the scratch off. And those other two are very traditional outside receivers, and that's why I think this pick is interesting. You know, because I had them all you know clumped together. You know, you had the big three, and then I had those three um, and Kadarius. Uh, clumped together, and then I had you know, Bateman, and then uh, more people. People, Ravens got Bateman. I'm not a big Bateman fan, anyways. And if, Bateman would have been the one wide receiver they picked that could have been realistic. I wouldn't have been happy with. Um, you know, you know what's funny? You know how the Ravens uh, keep on like adding like average to not good wide receivers, even though they always need wide receivers. So I think the fact that the Ravens took Rashad Bateman out of the out of the guys that were on the board. I think that has to make you feel good since they're not very since they're not really good at taking wide receivers. But he could fit in their scheme well because they get they play against so much zone and that's what he's going to need to play against to win. Hmm. Um, hmm. You know, find holes in the zone. So so good for Rashad Bateman. I'm rooting for you. Um, so that we weren't really looking at those wide receivers. Then that's why when we said at the beginning of the show, I really do think this was very like, okay, this move signals something, you know. Whereas, like you know, Terrace Marshall's six foot three and runs a four three, you know, four three nine forty. I really do think this move signals something of like, hey, we want to really revamp what this offense is. We don't just want to have better players in the same in the same scheme. I really do think this was a signal of what's to come. 
which is exciting. Like that's almost like two wins in the set. You get your guy and you get a signal that things are going to be different. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Bobby, can we get into um day two? Day two. So we have we are the tenth pick today, or you know, whenever you're listening. Obviously, you're the third round pick. Who are you targeting? I, I got I've got a list. Um JOK, obviously Jeremiah uh Koromo at Notre Dame would be very interesting. I do think Isaiah Simmons made him fall, by the way. I don't understand that though, because JOK actually has a position. Okay, but JOK's position is the one that they want Isaiah Simmons to play in the NFL. What interior linebacker? Like JOK does that. Yeah, but JOK lines he up. He, but he he's mo- mostly lined up over tight end and outside of the box a little bit. <sighs> he's not like where Isaiah Simmons was in like that star role, like behind the linebackers, like middle of safety. No, I, um, I I love how we went from Isaiah Simmons as like. The, net, the, the best thing since sliced bread, he's like going to create this this whole new hybrid thing. And then in a matter of one year where I feel like, you know, he ended his rookie season, I think, somewhat well. And now J, now a talented player like JOK is home. He's number one on my like he's number one. If I had to create a board, which I don't look at all these players and, you know, there's a lot of players that I feel like the Giants would be interested in that maybe are higher on just like overall big boards, but because we're looking at specific positions and we don't need like a safety, things like that. Um, JOK is like number my number one target right now. I think he's the best player available right now, which I don't think he falls to us, but if he does, I'd love to take him. Hey, there's, there's 10 pick, you know, there's nine picks ahead of us. It's, it's would not be crazy. Um, and I do think we'll see some wide receivers going there. Tevin Jenkins, who I think is the third best tackle in the class. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I know every tackle is a guard, but maybe Tevin Jenkins could play guard. Um, that would be interesting. Landon Dickerson is there. Yep, that's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I think honest. that's the most. I think out of the ones where it's like we want, I think that's the most realistic one is Landon Dickerson, because you know Nick Saban is raving about that guy yep. about him to Joe Judge. It is a need. It's not a oh, are you a tackle or are you a guard? It's like no, he's 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 interior offensive line. Whether it's I think he would actually play guard instead of center. Yep. Which he has experience at. Um, and they would leave Nick Gates at center. Other names, Joseph Assign, Ronnie Perkins, a couple edges out there. Carlos Basham is someone that's ranked up there. I need to watch him. Aziz, is Aziz still available? Yeah. Aziz Ojulari is there. I would be happy with Aziz at 42. I'm not the yep. biggest Aziz fan, but you put him at, at, at 42, I would be. I would definitely be fine with that. I mean, I love I love Asai, but I mean – I think Aziz Ojolari is just a much better. I think he's a better football player than Joseph Asai. Right. What about Pat Fryermuth? Would you look at? Would you think about Pat Fryermuth? Man, <laughs> I would think about it. I would think about it. I wouldn't do it, but I would think about it. Oh yeah. Um. You know, Nick, you got some. You know, linebacker Nick, uh, like Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton, Chaz Surratt, um, Jabril Cox. If they fell in love with a guy like him. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. If they if if they really want to go if they were thinking about going corner at eleven, you know, and those things were uh, you know, weren't smoke screens. I know J.C. Horn went went before went before eleven. That was a name that was creeping up draft day. You know, if they want to go corner and they really want to still invest in corner, then Asante Samuel Jr. maybe could be there. How about we go wide receiver again? No, just really revamp this core. Get Terrace no. Marshall. 
We got Terrace Marshall, Kadarius Tony, and Kenny Galladay. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. Get out. Um, so that that'd be interesting. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent. I but I think out of all the ones, I think we both agreed the realistic um one that I think would be an awesome pick would be Landon Dickerson. I do think if you would have asked me at pick 29 tonight, I would have said one of those edge players, but you see the run on them. You know, Peyton Turner went, Greg Rousseau went, uh, Jason Away went. But we were thinking Jason Away might be the pick at 20, to be honest. Um, and then uh, Joe Tryon, which I, I jinxed, went. So I do think that may change their approach. Uh, I don't think they're a big fan of Joseph Asai at all. Ronnie Perkins could be one. And then, I mean, they... I think they do like Aziz Ojulari. Yeah, I think I think they would too. Why wouldn't they? I mean, that's the perfect fit in terms of the versatility. Um, it's what they're looking for. Yeah. Well, I was right that he wasn't a first rounder. You know. Good for you. Let's see what what were so we were very right on the order of what the wide receivers would be. I was wrong about the ta- how about the Raiders picking Alex Leatherwood. Raiders like to be different. They definitely do. They are not afraid. I, and I kind of respect them for that. But they, but now that we've had some time to look back at them, it's like you really did screw up that Cleveland Farrell pick. It wasn't just, you know, group thing. Like you, you screwed that one up. Uh, hey, remember remember when I called uh, – well, you, you, I was with Bleeding Blue, but I, I, I called him the best pass rusher of that draft class. And guess what? He went. He was the first pass rusher taken out of that draft class. <laughs> what if you call Quinn Williams a pass rusher? Um, no. All right. Tough. That's an episode. Uh, we will be live streaming again for, you know, the, the rest of the draft. We will be live streaming. So how about yep. that? Um, and then for a full draft recap episode will be Monday. So if you're, if you're only podcast that, um, so yeah, have fun with us, follow along. It's been fun. If you haven't left a review, let leave a freaking review. It's the easiest thing you can do. We appreciate you. And let's let's get ready for an offseason about talking about Kadarius Tony. Let's get ready for it. We appreciate you guys. See you on Monday for the podcast. See you everywhere else tomorrow. Until then, let's go big blue. <laughs>